welcome. I've decided I'm going to do that every single time that I start an episode. I'm going to do my best Epi Trinket impression until Elizabeth Banks is like, cut it out. Enough's enough. Although now that I'm thinking about it, I have enough Hunger Games merchandise and I've streamed that movie enough times that they owe me to be, as a matter of fact. Welcome to another episode of Famous for What? The podcast where we do a deep dive on a famous person that you know, you just might not know that you know them yet. Maybe you're not good with names or you know their face, but you don't know what you've seen them in. Or perhaps you can name a movie that they've been in, but you don't know their name. Whatever the case may be, we're going to do a deep dive over one of those very famous people. And today I am joined by our very special guest, none other than the Dr. Joseph Thomas, or as I like to call him, Big Joe. Big Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, friend. It's a pleasure to be here today. I feel like I'm your perfect candidate because if you're lucky enough that I've seen the movie, I definitely don't know who's in it. So I'm hoping to make some connections with you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's seen three movies in his his young life. Correct. Um, The Hunger Games being one of my favorites. So I also think that you can can say that every time. It's fine. Well, the person we're talking about today is not in the Hunger Games. So I will spoil that for everyone listening right now. I will say this, though. You are very interesting because... While you don't know movies or like the names of movies or like how a TV works, you do have like almost a photographic memory for a bunch of other things. Like if I say something <laughs> at one point a year ago, you recall the time, date, and place that I said it. I don't even know that yeah, I said correct. it, but you recall. Correct. So pop culture, not so much. Real life, I got you. But I, I know, I don't know though. Maybe that ability that you have is going to serve us well in this space because maybe something, some synapses will fire. So we will see, but just go with the flow, have fun. It's going to be great. And we so appreciate you joining us today. So now I will say this though, you are kind of here for a very special episode because I'm a special person. That's true. Uh (laughs) But also this is the first uh, man that we're going to be talking about. We've done, this is our fourth one that we've done. So we did, we started off with Beth Grant, we did Melanie Linsky, and then most recently, Judy Greer. And today we're going to be talking about an actual, an actor, actor, a man. Um, so you're kind of, it's, we're kind of breaking some new ground right now. Now, before I get into our star, he, before I get into him, spoiler alert, everyone, him, 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 before I get into that, I have two questions that I like to ask all of my guests. And last week, Bo Brown was on. You know Bo, I think. Have you guys met before? I have met him, yes. Okay. so Lovely guy, uh, lovely guy. Yeah, I think you guys really hit it off, to be honest. Maybe (laughs) something to think about. So um, Mark did the first two. And so it wasn't really like a thing thing. But then I started this with Bo when he was on and I'm going to pose these same two questions to you and kind of keep the momentum going. The first question is this, I know you're not necessarily a movie TV kind of guy, but I know that you own TVs. In fact, I'm, I, I can see a TV right now, but my question is what are some comfort movies or TV shows. I think I know the answer to it. I think I, I think I know what the answer is. Some movies or TV shows that you could watch again and again. You might call them your favorite, or you could just say, these are things that I enjoy watching. They help me for whatever reason. What are some go-tos for you? You know, I'm probably not alone in several of mine, but from a, a movie perspective, I actually tend to go toward movies with really great scores. So when I was in school, 
I would always listen to The Da Vinci Code because I love the score. It's one of my favorite movies. Series-wise, The Hunger Games, like I mentioned, but also Interstellar. All those have excellent background scores that put me in a mood of focus. Interstellar. Did you understand that film the first time, the very first time you watched it? No, not at all. Maybe the sixth. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Matt Damon's in that, FYI. Matt Damon is, and I know Matt Damon. I mean, not personally, but... I mean, I you kind of do for. because Matt Damon and I have the same birthday, October 8th. Um, we are a few years apart, but we do have the same birthday. He's my favorite actor. Um, okay, great. Really great scores. What about like Jurassic Park? Did that movie resonate with you at all? Absolutely. Jurassic Park, Twister, Independence Day. Those are my formative years as a child that I would always keep on the background when I was doing chores every Saturday growing up. Twister. Have you and Mark talked about Twister before? Many times, yes. I feel like we Twister and mutual love for meteorology and the weather and oh, the ina- the inaccuracies in the film, but still love the film. Oh god! Oh, but I think maybe that's what happens. You guys start talking about how inaccurate it is, and then I zone out. I go off and do something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's all what subjective, I, Joel. What about like any TV shows like you just like could watch again and again? I think I know the answer to this. Three TV shows. The first kind of cult show that I feel like I watched many, many times and could probably quote any episode is Parks and Rec. Also mm-hmm. spent much of my adult life in Indiana and can relate to that show in many ways. Oh, I didn't get that connection. That's that's so true. Yep. Yep. And a lot of it's pretty accurate in that way. Uh, Shit's Creek would be number two. Uh, just an amazing show. Caught on to it in the uh, later later seasons, so was able to catch up. And but I've watched the series several times now. And then, uh, last but not least, The Good Place. I, that, that's what I was waiting for. The Good Place. We have a, we have a mutual love of all three of those shows. What's funny is I didn't even make that. It's in Indiana. I didn't even make that connection between <laughs> you and the show. That's so funny. Um, that's probably a good thing. So, <laughs> well, Leslie Nope's a great person, and she then is. Ben Wyatt. I love Adam Scott. Have you watched Severance? I have. I probably should watch that again to fully understand what was happening, but that was a very interesting show. Good. Yeah, I feel like I need to do a rewatch before the new season comes out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Those are great, all great choices. The score thing was news to me. So that was exciting. Now, that's my first question. My second question is this. Any recommendations for the listeners? Anything you watched recently or you're interested in watching, perhaps, that you um, would like to, you know, kind of like, advertise for, for, for the listeners? Well, I get most of my TV or television recommendations from a great friend, Joel. Uh, so what? I basically watch whatever Joel tells me to watch. <laughs> I feel like I'm actually very pop culture relevant because of you now. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's my gift to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite shows right now that are still, that are still in motion. Uh, number one would be Yellowstone. I, I love Yellowstone. Is it good? It's so good, it, and it, it's unusual for me because you know, we've watched Game of Thrones, and I don't love the gore in Game of Thrones, but Yellowstone is pretty intense too, but the character dynamics are just really fascinating to me, and the scenery is gorgeous. I love I love Mont- Montana, I love living in the West and mountains, um, and they do a good job of making the making it, it interesting from a, a Native and Indigenous perspective and, and what white culture looks like. So I think I'm interested in it from that realm, too. You know, you and Kylie Wilmer, you guys should talk about this because she's a Yellowstone fan, too. She tells me to watch it. She says that I would like it. but I think that you would love it. I don't know that I like. I don't know that I could watch a show with Kevin Costner. Like, not to, like, badmouth anyone, but, like, I, he just, he doesn't do it for me in the capacity to, like, watch him for, like, 50 episodes. But, you know... It, 
I have been wrong before. There, there have been things that I have not watched and I eventually watched them like, what was I doing with my life? So you know what? I will take your recommendations. Um, that is true. I've been like, Joe, watch this. And then you watch it. And like, like Drag Race is a great example. Um, although I think our, our, our common bond initially way back when was Survivor. We were both huge, huge, huge and are still huge fans of Survivor. Yes, very much my one reality show. Drag Race is great. I've really enjoyed it, but um, Survivor will always be number one. For sure. Same here. Same here. You and also I also intru- introduced me to one of my favorite series that's a couple years old now is The Haunting of Hill House. This fascinating show. Um, oh. I could watch that over and over again, which is kind of odd for that type of series. But again, just kind of fascinated by all of the cinematography of it. Wait, did you not watch that before I recommended it? I thought you already watched it. A part of it, but I didn't stick with it. And then you said you should stick with it, so I went back. That jump scare in episode, I think eight, which scares the shit out of me every every single time. <laughs> Changed my um, life. <laughs> I love a good jump scare. Although you don't really scare that easily because you're watching. I think Smile, and you were like, "Huh?" I was like, "All right, cool." Um, well, thank you, Yellowstone. I'm I'm gonna put it on my list of shows to watch, and then I would like to um, recommend the. Um, Smartless on the Road documentary on uh, HBO Max. It's six episodes. It just follows Jason Bateman, who I'm now I have a streak of talking about him every single time I'm on this microphone. Uh, him, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes have that podcast that they do, and it's like a documentary. They went like did a little tour of it, and um, one of the guests on one of the episodes in the documentary is none other than Matt Damon. So I would recommend that. It's just funny. It's light. It's the three of them together are dynamite. I just scared the cat. <laughs> just... <laughs> so I feel like you should be getting a cut if you're talking about Jason Bateman in every episode. Oh, God, that's my career there. If one of these days for by the grace of whoever is above, like I can cross paths with Jason Bateman or Matt Damon, one of the two. Jason or Matt, are you, are you listening to this? <laughs> uh, I just love them. I, I just, I just love Jason Bateman. Okay, let's move on. This isn't about Jason Bateman. He <laughs> is going to come up again on this podcast. Okay, so as I mentioned, this is the first actor, male actor we are going to be discussing. And this was, I was kind of inspired by something that I was watching and then thinking about. I, this was like really, truly like a universe of stars aligning moment. And Joe is kind of a tricky one because I wanted him to be on an episode but he's not, as he will attest to and has mentioned, not the most like celebrity forward thinking person. So it's like, gosh, I wonder if he knows this person. And he in fact does. And I'm hoping that through this conversation, he's going to realize he knows them from some other things. So without further ado, today our, we're going to be discussing the illustrious career of Chris Messina. Chris Messina. And if you don't know that name or you don't know what he's from, that's exactly what I'm here to do. So a little background here. He was born August 11th, 1974, three days before Mark. I wonder if he's a Leo. In Northport, New York, which is on Long Island. So 74, he's, do that math, Joe. Is he 40? Is he going to be 49 this year? Is that math? Is that correct? Um, yes. Yeah, because he's 10 years older than Mark. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Uh, <laughs> not, to, like, not to give away your age. Um, okay, Didn't do so, it. Didn't do it. Uh, I'm going to be getting a text message about this later. Okay. So, um, Chris has 76 acting credits to his name. So this might be a little bit of a briefer run. I'm not going to go over everything 
so you don't have time for that. But 76 and um, his first acting credit here, this is so funny looking at this list. His first acting credit here was in 1998. Now I will say, I will preface with the information that I am getting comes from IMDb and Wikipedia mainly, also my own brain. So there is room for human error. So anyone listening to this, if you have a fact check or anything like that, by all means, call me out. I think we deserve to be living in truth, not like what some people do and just believe whatever certain news networks tell them to believe. Um, but regardless. How does he compare to your your former guest that you've talked about? He's on the shorter, shorter uh, credits, right? Kind of all over the place. So we've done four episodes. So the first episode was um, Beth Grant. She had 240 acting credits. Like mm. she had a ton. But then Melanie Linsky was next and she had 89 Judy Greer, who we talked about last time, 161. So he's actually got the shortest list of credits to his name, okay. which is interesting. But he's been in a bunch of stuff that like, I think everybody knows. And he always like plays, well, not always, but he plays a very similar role, kind of like the people we talked about before. So let's get into it. I'm just going to kind of break this down in order. I'm not going to go over every single role, but by, by all means, chime in. And I'm dying to know if you've actually seen some of these and if any bells are kind of going on. So we'll start with his first action credit, which was back in 1998. Um, how many years ago was that? 25? Is that 25? I was, just, I was just a wee child, Joel. I don't know. We are not that far apart in age. <laughs> start with me. We are, we are a, what, a year apart? Yes. Yes, we are. Technically? What year is it? How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disclosing any of that information. Okay, I think we're a year apart now. It's yeah, right now we are. Yeah, okay. We're, I'm getting way off topic. About we'll, 25 we'll, years ago, we'll need to circle back to this because I I I, I want to make sure that I'm accurate in the age discrepancy there. Okay, so 25 years ago, um, his first role was in a little film called Rounders with the one and only Matt Damon and Edward Norton. It was a poker movie. This was like right around Goodwill Hunting time. So like right when like Matt Damon was like really starting off, um, it was about poker. He played the role of Higgins. I've actually never seen Rounders in that. Now that I'm saying this out loud is shameful because I'm such a Matt Damon stan, but he played the role of Higgins. Okay. So um, that is streaming on Paramount plus technically showtime, but they're like merging into this thing. So it's on Paramount plus if you want to give that a watch. Then, and remember this, because this is going to be funny in a little bit. He was in the film You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and really? in 98. The role just says Fox salesperson. I don't Fox. know if that's like if he's selling actual foxes or the network. I'm not sure. He's selling books. It's F-O-X. It's a bookstore. Oh, well, there you go. Do you remember him from that? Or you remember this character at least? I no, I don't, but I remember I I like that movie a lot. I love Meg Ryan in Tom Wait, Hanks. who owns the Fox is the name of the bookstore? Yes, it is. Fox Books. And it puts her little shop around the corner out of business. Oh, Tom Hanks owns Fox sales per, Fox bookstore? Yes. Yeah, and his last name is Fox in the movie. Oh, so he must I, work I, for him. I bet he works at Tom Hanks's bookstore. Oh my gosh. I need to rewatch it now. Yeah, I think you do. I think you do. Um, <laughs> this is streaming. I use this app called Real Good to like tell me what what things are streaming on. So like if you want to watch something, you can just like basically you put in all the streaming services that you have, and they'll tell you what's on one of those. This other streaming on True TV. I'm not sure if that's like a subscription service or what, but if you're interested in that, and I think you might need to give it a rewatch because 
I, like I said, <laughs> you've seen this movie and you know the name of the bookstore, you know all this stuff. So I'd be willing to bet you money that he works at Tom Hanks' bookstore. Also a great soundtrack. Is it? Remember when soundtracks were like a thing? You, did you ever have like uh, soundtrack CDs? I own this. I own You've Got Mail on CD. You know what my very first CD was? My very first CD when I got a CD player was the Now and Then soundtrack. Remember that movie? Awesome. Now and then? It's a very similar soundtrack to that, actually. Kind of oldies but goodies. Did you watch Now and Then? Have you know what, you know what I'm talking about? I, I feel like any like young gay kid watched that movie growing up. <laughs> but what do I know? Okay, so then we've got some we've got some he has a very interesting mix of like TV credits and film credits. He does them both, like pretty equally. You know how like there's like movie stars that are dabble in TV, and there's TV stars that are in a couple movies. He's just does both pretty equally. And I didn't really fully realize that until I was doing digging into this research. So he was on three orders, three episodes of Law and Order, three separate episodes, years apart, three different characters. So, mm, was, yeah, so this is the original Law and Order. In 95, he played a character called Tommy Bell. In 96, he played a character called Kevin Turner. And in 03, he played a character called Don Cushman. So three different characters on the same show. Um, I could not tell you how significant these roles were, but I thought it was interesting that it was three different characters altogether. What year was that? Oh, probably different years if they were. It was ninety five. It was ninety five, ninety six, and 03. So the first so two it wasn't well known yet, so they could get away with different characters. Interesting. Yeah, oh, that's a very good point. You're absolutely right because it wasn't until 05 where I actually recognized who he was. Like this is something that I've seen, and this is what I knew of him originally. Um, so yeah, I think that's a very good point. He was just like a character actor. He might've been a background player. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm curious to watch. You've got mail now though, to see how big that role was. I, know, and I, too. I, I do. I do need to watch rounders. Um, okay. So in 2005, he was in the final season of six feet under, which was on HBO. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Got Peter, Peter Krauss, um, Michael C. What, what is it? Michael C. Hall, uh, Lauren Ambrose, they like family owned like that uh, mortuary. It was a very popular HBO show back in the day. See, when you started off and you mentioned Ed Norton, Ed Norton and Matt Damon, I was like, hey, I know those folks. I don't know any of the folks you just mentioned. Oh, <laughs> famous for what? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Ambrose. Have you ever seen Can't Hardly Wait? No. No. Oh, it's okay. We'll, we'll circle back to this off camera. Um, okay. So anyway, Six Feet Under was a very popular HBO show. It was on around the same time as like The Sopranos and Sex in the City, like that era of HBO, if that kind of like offers some clarity timeline wise. He played the character of Ted Farewell. He was in the very last season. He was Claire's, Lauren Ambrose's character, the daughter, her boyfriend, I think later husband. But that's where I recognize him from. And I thought it was so dreamy back in the day he was so handsome still is in my opinion um okay then then we have some movies here okay so then so you can stream six feet under on uh max if you are so inclined and you want to watch these episodes he's not until the last season so you got about like six years of shows to watch <laughs> so i really have to commit if i'm going to catch up yeah, to chris if you really want to catch that if you really want to catch him on the show Fair then in 2008 he was in a film called vicky christina barcelona and this started Vicky Cristina Barcelona stars Javier Bardem, Scarlett Johansson, and Penelope Cruz, um, and Rebecca Hall. So 
he is the husband or the fiance, Doug, to Rebecca Hall's character, Vicky. So Vicky and Christina go to Barcelona. <laughs> he kind of has, he's oftentimes like the fiance, the straight laced husband, like the straight laced good guy. I feel like he was that role in Six Feet Under too. Um, okay. And if you want to watch Vicky Christina Barcelona, that's currently streaming on Tubi, which is free if you don't mind commercials. Then it's amazing that all these are still streaming. Not all of them, because this next one I talked about on this next one has a really funny story. Because on the Melanie Linsky episode, which hopefully you've listened to, because you're one of the people that I kind of listen to these things. Um, on the Melanie Linsky episode, I talked about this film called Away We Go, um, which came out in 2009, and it stars uh, John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph. It's just like a very like heartwarming. Love them. And they're actually like, so the characters that they play live in Denver and they're about to have a baby. So they basically go on this like journey of self-discovery to kind of like figure out how they're going to be parents, all this stuff, but just a really cute film. But on the Melanie Linsky episode, I mentioned that she was in that film and um, her name was Munch. Come to find out, so is Chris Messina. He plays the character of Tom. And not only that, he's Melanie Linsky's husband. So the two of them are married in the film and they're like friends with John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph. Is that not crazy? Small world. <laughs> is this, like, that is weird. I didn't even what realize a, that. What an excellent cast for a movie I've never heard of. So I'm adding that one to the list. It's also got uh, Catherine O'Hara. It's got Moira Rose. Allison Janney's in it. It's really a, it's really a cute movie. You can't stream it anywhere though. I did John just- Krasinski and Maya Rudolphs are my favorites. Oh, Maya Rudolph. She's so great. Yep. I um I added it to my wish list on my like iTunes though, so whenever it's like on sale, I'm gonna scoop it up because you can't stream it anywhere. But um yeah, I thought that was really a really funny connection. Melanie Linsky, she's just popping up everywhere. So that was 2009, and then also in 2009, he was in a film called Julie and Julia with Amy Adams and Meryl Streep. Uh, Meryl Streep plays Julia Childs. Cute little movie. And he is, and remember this, because we're going to come back to this too. He plays the character of, he plays the character named Eric Powell, who is the husband to Amy Adams' character of Julie, of Julie and Julia. So he's her husband, her good guy, straight laced husband. See, there he is again. See the theme. Little like typecast, maybe. Maybe, but then he breaks away. He breaks away, okay. don't you worry. So if you want to watch Julie and Julia, I looked it up. It's streaming on Stars. You have to have an, a different streaming app for that. I don't know why we need 7,500 streaming apps to watch a single movie. It's so obnoxious. And furthermore, I wouldn't even mind getting all of them if the content would stay put. Don't remove things from streaming services. I could go on. Okay. And then to 2010, here comes M. Night Shyamalan again. I cannot escape this guy. He was in a film called Devil by M. Night Shyamalan. It's about five people in an elevator, and one of them is the devil. Have you heard of this one? I have not, which is funny because I love M. Night Shyamalan movies. Well, he was not one of the five people in this elevator, but he was in the film. He was the detective. His character's name is Detective Bowden. Essentially, he's a detective trying to get them out of the elevator and like watching what happens the whole time on the screen. Um, so yeah, the film Devil by M. Night Shyamalan. Who what was the I year of that one? That was 2010. Okay. It's okay. Like, I feel like I've talked about this before, so not to like drag us through the mud, but I, M. Night Shyamalan, I, I could take it or leave it. Like, he's got some moments, but he's kind of all over the place. 
Um, you can stream that for free on Tubi as well, if you are so inclined. He plays a detective a lot, and he plays a straight-laced good guy a lot. Which, he looks like a detective, so that fits what really well. I can see yeah. that being an easy casting call for him. Because, circling back to his next role that I wrote down, again, this is not everything, but in 2012, he was in the film Argo, which was like an Oscar-winning film. I think Ben Affleck directed it. He was in it for sure, but he, I think he directed it too. Um, Excellent film. You've seen this. I have seen it, yes. My heart raced the whole time. Okay, good. Well, he's in that. He's one of the CIA agents, CIA agent Malinov. I don't recall him. Ringing any bells? Well, um, he was pretty far down on like the casting list. I'm not sure how big the role was. I've never seen Argo, which is kind of shameful on my part as well. Um, but I will though, because it's streaming on Mac. So I think that might be something that I do very in the near in the very near future, and then we can circle back to this. So he was a CIA. So he's like a detective. He's like a law enforcement person of some kind, or he's like a straight laced husband for the most part, because there's the list goes on and on. Um, okay. So now we have some TV moments. As I mentioned earlier, he is an actor that does both and does both equally, honestly, I think. Um, He was in the show Damages, starring Glenn Close and Rose Byrne. This show was on for many years, but it was like on like the DirecTV network or something like that. So it was like a network that you could only get if you subscribe to DirecTV. Um... Or it was like on FX for a little bit, moved to DirecTV. It kind of bounced all over the place. So it does not surprise me if you have not heard of this or seen this. Because it was on for many years, but it kept changing networks so often that I'm not even sure people could keep track. Um, He was in 16 episodes of that. He played the character Chris Sanchez. And I couldn't really find any information on who that character was. But... He was on 16 episodes, and this is one of those shows where it was like there weren't like a ton of episodes per season, so a pretty significant amount. I did find out, though, that you can stream the episodes on Hulu, so if you're ever... It's like a political, like, thriller kind of, sort of. Like, I think they're like attorneys. It's like... it's. I feel like it's in the vein of, like, Law & Order, but, like, dirtier. You know what I mean? This is where streaming really helps, right? Because it can have a resurgence later on. People who didn't have access to watch it. Yeah, I can absolutely find life later on. That's a really good point. Yep. Okay, and then he's got this HBO connection. So then he was also on the show called The Newsroom on HBO. Did you ever watch that? I feel like the yeah. show is right up your alley. Absolutely, yes. I remember watching it when I lived in Indiana, actually. With Jeff Daniels, Olivia Munn, Allison Pill, other people. Well, he was on a main, main character, but he was on 12 episodes, and I think there were just like, 30 episodes of this show altogether. He played the character of Reese Lansing, which he is the son of Jane Fonda's character. Do you remember Jane Fonda on this show? Yeah, she was a big character. She was like the owner of the network or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. He played her son. She's, she's what we would call a boss bitch from Parks yeah. and Rec. <laughs> I mean, Jane Fonda in general. I mean, that's just her right. Totally. Jane Fonda, talk about an icon right there. <laughs> so he was her son on that. For 12 episodes, like the son, like the boss lady's son. I, I watched that show, but for the life of me, cannot remember his character on the show. It, when you said it, her son, I can picture him in a couple of scenes now. It's fascinating how that works. He's, he's just like flies under the radar in all of these. I would, I would say the newsroom was a pretty big show. Yeah. It was on for three years. It, it, well, he flies under the radar, except with those beautiful lips, those lips he has. His mouth, he has such a, I think he has such a distinct mouth. 
Not to get too always, always, always has that serious kind of um, smolder look about him. Yes, too. always. <laughs> yes, yes, always smoldering. And I feel like he's smoldering at me, and like we just have moments. I, he looks through the camera right at you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so you can watch that on Max. So all these HBO shows you can still watch on Max for the time being. So I would jump on that. But the newsroom is much shorter than uh, Six Feet Under, so you can definitely get through that in a quicker amount of time. I need to go back and like do a rewatch of that because I do not recall. And then this is probably what he's maybe best known for. Um, I know I started watching this show recently. So he is um, Dr. Danny Castellano on the Mindy Project. Which I think is very fitting. I didn't know he was born in Long Island. He's got a, a pretty thick New York presence in that show, I feel like. He sure does. I feel like that yep. too. So I started watching this recently. I think maybe this is what the stars were lining because on the first episode I talked about Beth Grant, how she was on that show for many, many episodes. I had never seen it. And so I started watching it for her, saw him. I was like, oh, I love Christmas Cena. I was like, he's in so many things. And then an idea was born. So yeah, he is in um, 89 episodes of that. He had a very interesting uh, track record because like for the first, it was, the show was on for six seasons. The first three seasons were on Fox. He was on that the entire time. Moved to Hulu for the last three. He was there for the fourth season, and then he was only recurring on the fifth and sixth. So he kind of like left a little bit. He wasn't like a main main character in the last two, but he was on every season, and he was in a total of eighty nine episodes. He was like the main the main guy, like Mindy's like main like best friend, but also kind of love interest. Like they had a dynamic relationship throughout. I think he's a really great character too because he's. I don't think I finished all of the all of the seasons, but you don't really like him in the first season. He's kind of a pompous jerk as a, a doctor and um you really start he really starts to soften up and you start to draw, get drawn to him and his character I, really I, evolves i feel like we were kind of on that journey with mindy like that's how she felt like the way you just described that is how she felt about him throughout the show you know I mean? where she realizes do i love him is he my friend is he is he gonna be my partner it's, uh, yeah. yeah i think they did a good job of taking kind of, on that journey with her yep mm-hmm. um now, that, and that one I know you've seen for sure. So I wonder if you've seen the next one. So uh, he loves HBO stuff. So he, and uh, another connection here. So he was on, did you ever watch the miniseries Sharp Objects with Amy Adams? No. Okay, so that's like on HBO. It was eight episodes long. This is 2018 that I'm in now. Um, and Amy Adams, he was with her. He was her husband and Julie and Julia. And here we are again. He plays the detective. So Sharp Objects, Amy Adams goes there. There's like this murder murder happening in her hometown she goes back to it try to figure it out he's a detective yet again that's there to try to help solve i think i think they have like a romantic thing too it's been a long time since i've seen it but amy adams again detective again hbo again clearly a theme had a decent contract with hbo i'd say i wonder or it's like oh we love we love Chris. i wonder if he wants to do this there's so many times that i wonder about this stuff like when amy adams she was like a big deal in this. I, she might've even been a producer. I wonder if it's like, Oh, I, I love to work with my friend, Chris again. Like, let's see if he'll do it. I wonder, I wonder what yeah. conversations happen like that. I think directors do that. I always think of Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan has the same actors in all of his films. I feel like and it just works. He changes them up just enough, but Oppenheimer that's coming up mm-hmm. soon. Matt yeah. Damon's going to be in that one. Um, Matt Damon's in most of those movies with him. What are his other movies? I'm trying to think of the uh, Christopher Nolan movies. Oh, did you ever watch Stellar? Did you ever watch Tenet? Tenet, yep. Tenet was I, probably been my least Nolan film. I had to watch that. Nolan film. 
I, it took me seven hours to get through it because I had to pause it every 15 seconds. Like, wait, what's going on? What happened? So confused. Is, yeah, that was Inception for me too. Is Matt in Inception? No. Leo is. Leo. Cillian Murphy, who's also an Oppenheimer. Such a good point you're making about Christopher Nolan. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so then that was 2018. Taking us to 2020, uh, we kind of get back into the film space again. Well, we, act, uh, we bounce back and forth, this guy. Okay. So he was in the Birds of Prey movie, which is a DC film. It's the like the Harley Quinn movie, basically, with Margot Robbie. It was after Suicide Squad. It was her own movie called Birds of Prey. Um, he was in that pretty significantly. He was like the number one henchman, Victor, I cannot pronounce this last name. It's spelled Z-S-A-S-Z. How would you pronounce that? Z-S-A-S-Z? Zaz? He's like the number one henchman to Ewan McGregor's main villain. So he's like a bad guy in that, which is kind of a break from character for him. So it was interesting. That is also on Max. A lot of this guy's stuff is on HBO Max. If you want to like just have a Christmas, you know, weekend, you can absolutely do that. Um, and then he was on season three of the show called The Sinner. The Sinner is an anthology show. I believe it was on USA. Um, you can stream the seasons on Netflix now. He was on season three. So the first, every season is different, different characters, except for Bill Pullman's main character, different crime stories being solved, basically. He was in the third season, the third season only. He played the character of Nick Haas, who was like buddies with Matt Bomer. I only watched the first season of that show. What network did you say? I think it was on USA. The first season okay. of sure was. Okay. But again, I don't know if like it was always on USA or if it moved to a different yeah. network. Things move around. Just sell them. And then, okay, so that's how you can stream that on Netflix. Sticking with Netflix, he was in the film in 2020 called I Care a Lot with oh, Rosemary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Over. Did you watch the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, so he was in that. He was Dean Erickson. The he was like the lawyer to like the mafia people. I've not seen this film. It's a good film. It makes you think twice about um, assisted living and and help and manipulation. What is it like? Give me like a one or two sentence like synopsis of what this film was about. Oh gosh, this was pandemic times, but it's kind of the premise. She Rosamund Pike is. Um, not really caring for the elderly it's like an assisted living environment if i remember correctly and but she's not really caring for the folks she's just taking their money oh she's like a con artist like conning the elderly basically so that i care a lot she's that's kind of her shtick but she actually doesn't care a whole lot except for about your money okay <laughs> we're tracking that it's, it's a twisted kind of where you raise your eyebrow and think hmm, that would be pretty easy to happen in real life it probably does. Probably more often than you think. Well, he was in that. Yeah. So he was the mafia's lawyer. Is the mafia involved in this film? I need to think I need to watch this movie. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't remember him being in it, actually. Well, he was. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And Peter, then um, Game of Thrones guys in that, though. Peter Game of Thrones Peter, guy? Peter Dinklage? Yeah. 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 Who also went to go see Smartless live because he was in an episode of that too. It's so weird how it's all connected. Um, okay. And then, so this is, a, I guess technically Sharp Objects is a miniseries as is this. This is really relatively new. Um, it's called Gaslit. And I have never heard of the show despite its stellar cast, including Julia Roberts was in this. It was on Stars, which is probably why I've never seen it because like, Stars is the one 
streaming service network that I don't really have access to. So he played the character. So the show was called Gaslit, and it is like a somewhat fictionalized, somewhat thrill, more like amped up thrillery version of like the Watergate scandal. So keep that in mind. So it was like a historical, political, somewhat fictionalized thriller show, miniseries. He played the character of Angelo Lano. I don't know what that means. If you're familiar with the Watergate scandal, he was that character. But again, I've never seen it. Was this a miniseries or is it, it still mi- going? It was a miniseries, technically. Definitely. I think Julia Roberts is not going to do a TV show. So it was a miniseries. Yeah, In 2022, fair. fairly recently. Yeah, because what year is it? 2023? So <laughs> this was last year. Halfway through 23. Gosh, where does the time go? Okay, so that brings us to 2023. And I skipped through a bunch of stuff, obviously, because if I went into every single acting credit, we would be here till the end of time. But um, in, so now we are in 2023. I'm going to talk about his three most recent roles um, that you can stream and watch right this second. Um, okay, so the film Air... That's on my list to watch. I have not watched it yet, but I, I wanted to watch it on Sunday, but then Mark had to go to bed at like 6 p.m. because he had to leave the next day. So we couldn't watch it, but it's on my list of things to watch. So it's air. It's that the story, like the, the about the Jordans, the shoes, the Michael Jordan shoes. Okay. Okay. So it's got Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola, Matt Damon again, Viola Davis, um, and then uh, Jason Bateman. <laughs> Hello. And then him, Chris Messina. He plays um, Michael Jordan's agent. His name is David Falk. This is a, a real person. Like This is based on the, sto- the actual story of these shoes coming into fruition. So he plays Michael Jordan's agent in the film that I have not seen. But it is definitely on my list of, to watch. And that is like a prime. It's like part of the Amazon production company situation. So like if you want to watch it, I'm not even sure you can watch it on a hard copy. I think you have to stream it on Prime. But it's there if you want to watch it. We should watch it because I it's on my list of things to watch. Um, and you know, the NBA finals wrapping up. I'm kind of intrigued in basketball for this hot second. Go to oh, yeah. Sports. I think, I think we won, right? The Nuggets won. We sure did. We sure did. Like four to one, right? We won pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Today is, today is June 13th. This was June 12th yesterday. The Nuggets won the 2023 NBA National Championship. Am I saying those words correctly? You are close enough, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to form those words in my mouth. <laughs> Today is also my dad's birthday, so happy birthday, Dad. Oh, what are the chances? What a great gift to right. him. We'll, we'll send him an advanced copy of this episode. <laughs> a preview. Like, what were the two of you talking about on this thing? <laughs> um, okay. And then currently in theaters, he is starring in the film The Boogeyman, which I think it's like based on a Stephen King something. Anyway, it's got... Um, Sophie Thatcher, I believe was her name from Yellow Jackets, Young Natalie. He's the dad in that, the boogeyman, kind of like di- dipping his toe back into horror. And then currently streaming on Peacock. This was my recommend. I, I talked about this on the Melanie Linsky episode, how I wanted to watch it. I talked about it on the Judy Greer episode, how I did watch it. He was in this show. It just dropped Thursday, last Thursday, eight episodes. I watched them all in an evening. He stars opposite Kaylee Cuoco. He plays the character of Nathan. Um, they're a couple and they like start this true crime podcast, but like chaos ensues. So that is on Peacock. Executive produced by Jason Bateman. So I, do you have Peacock? Can you stream on Peacock? We can, yes. Yeah. So I'm, Bo watches Vanderpump Rules somehow and I think it's on Peacock. So you should give it a go. It's the first episode's like 42 minutes, but the others are like 20 to 30. So it's a really quick watch. Did you say the name of the series? 
It's called Based on a True Story. I'm actually not sure that oh. I did. But thank you for making that. It's based on a true story. So <laughs> I actually don't even know if I said the name of the show, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> that would have been Bonnie something. <laughs> I've talked about it. Would have been a, it it's just a little teaser. Everyone has to listen to the next episode to figure <laughs> I've out. Talked what about it for three about. weeks. Now I'm wondering if I even mentioned it at the name of the show at all. If I just go straight into the fact that Chris Messina is in it and it's executive produced by Jason Bateman. Like, if, if I even said the name of the show, it's called Based on a True Story. <laughs> and that's on Peacock. And that brings us to now. So that we're, we're, that's, we're caught up for the most part. I mean, I obviously did not go over everything, but as a quick little um, recap here before we kind of like close out this, this week's episode. Um, if you're interested in watching Christmas Cena and some things, I would highly suggest HBO Max as a starting point because a lot of the stuff is on there. We're talking Six Feet Under, um, we're talking The Newsroom, and we're talking Sharp Objects, as well as the Birds of Prey film. Um, that's all on, oh, and Argo, all on HBO Max. And then you can also catch him in um, Damages, which is on Hulu. Um, the Center Season 3 on Netflix, uh, I Care A Lot, Netflix, Air on Amazon Prime, and The Mindy Project is on Netflix as well. It was on Hulu for a hot second, but I've been watching it on Netflix. So all those seasons are currently streaming on Netflix. So between Netflix and like HBO Max, you've got plenty of Christmas Cena things to watch. This makes me wonder for research later, totally unrelated topic, but but how contracts work. Because I, I for some reason in following him and his connection with HBO and a few other actors, I was thinking of Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman's been in a lot of HBO series lately. So that there must be some sort of renewable contract there. Like the undoing big little lies that's HBO, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Good job. Great. Yeah. I, but I think there are more, even she keeps popping up on those. I was like, huh, why, why are you really doing all the HBO? Like, I almost wonder if they like sign a contract with the network to like, because I would be willing to bet like there's some sort of producing credit there too, especially with Nicole right. Kidman. Like true, I wonder if they, if they find a contract like just to be like in this many properties over the course of so many years. That's a really great question. So That's to the- your listeners out there, leave a comment if you know more than we do. <laughs> By all means, please chime in. Which, thank you for bringing that up. So if you have a question, comment, you have an idea, a suggestion perhaps for someone that you would like to hear us kind of go and do a deep dive over, you can absolutely do that. You can DM me at any point if you want to follow us on social media, and by all means, please do. Um, Instagram and TikTok, those are the two ways to do it. So Instagram, it is famous for what underscores though. So famous underscore for underscore what underscore. In case you're wondering what an underscore is, it's like a dash that fell to the ground. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> I like that. How would you describe an ampersand? An ampersand? It's the and symbol. Yep. But I just like your the the whole animation that came with an underscore. That's how I would describe it. When I was teaching, I would ask my kids that question on the first day of school every year. I would tell I would teach them the name of, of <laughs> like the animals, the ampersand, and ask them all the time. And that's one thing they knew when they were leaving the classroom. So famous for what underscores, and then the TikTok is famous for what podcast again underscores. So famous underscore for underscore what underscore podcast. If you want to follow along, I do post videos. So if we are actually recording this like visually as well. So if you are a visual learner, you can watch some clips there. Um, I do want to ask you a question though, Joe, did you learn anything about Christmas today? Did any light bulbs go off for you? What did you, 
Are you leaving with any new information from this experience that I kind of forced you to do, but I'm glad you did it. Tons of new information. And I was super nervous about doing this because I don't want to let you down because celebrities, not my thing, but you've got me a light bulb moment. And there are several things that I was writing down. I want to go back and watch because I've seen them, but I don't remember him in them, but I'll never forget him now. So Christmas, you know, if you're listening, like this helps you because now people know who you are and will pay attention to your characters when you're the dad and the detective. <laughs> What's cracking me up is the fact that you've got mail was like the thing. I was like, of all the things that I said, it was you've got mail, which Mindy watches a lot on the Mindy project, which I wonder if that's related. You even knew the name oh. of the book company. Nope. Um, you've got mail. I'll be. Well, that, that's the whole point of this. And now you can go back. We can watch and we can watch air sometime soon because I want to watch that as well. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to talk about Christmasina and spending this, whatever day this is, this evening doing this after a long day at work. Appreciate you so much. And thank you for your insights on You've Got Mail because now I know what the name of the bookstore is that I never would have known before. You'll never forget. Knowledge dropped. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm a better person for it. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> and Thanks for having me on, Joel. This was very fun. I wouldn't, can't imagine spending my time any other way than learning about these actors and actresses who I know, but don't. <laughs> well, I'm, you're in, in for a treat because the chances of you doing another episode are very high. <laughs> so follow us on the TikTok Famous for What podcast. Don't forget those underscores between each word. Follow us on Instagram, famous for what, again, underscore under each word, famous underscore for underscore what. And thanks for taking the time to learn about Christmasina. And hopefully you learned a little bit about him. And don't forget to tune in next time when we do a deep dive on somebody brand new, a different person, and answer the question, famous for what? Mm-hmm.